In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show. Hope your Wednesday's off to a great start. We are live from Maggiano's in Buckhead. Be speaking at the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. Their luncheon coming up here after the show today. So we're set up early. The folks at Maggiano's, thank goodness they opened the door a little early today. So Harper and Cozy could get in here, take care of business, get us set up. DT and Gillespie back at the studio. Got a lot of moving parts here, but we are ready to get to work. BT, Bucks, big take. The second of six college football playoff rankings dropped last night, and the top eight teams, they stayed the same. Basically, the 13-person committee could have taken the week off. Last week's number one team, Ohio State, they struggled against lowly Rutgers, that Yankee school up there, and they stayed number one. Number two, Georgia beat number 12, Missouri, as its strength of schedule jumped 35 spots, and the Dogs stayed number two. Number three, Michigan beat up lousy Purdue. They stayed number three. Number four, Florida State delivered a strong road win, and they stayed number four. The committee is sleepwalking, totally ignoring an Alabama team that is clearly capable of taking down, I would say, six of the seven teams in front of them. The tied strength of schedule, number two. They now have five wins over top 35 teams and 14-point victories over number nine Ole Miss, number 13 Tennessee, and number 19, LSU. Alabama deserves better. Georgia deserves better. My top five, you heard it on Monday. I have Georgia one, Florida State two, Michigan three, Ohio State four, and Alabama five. Folks, it's called the eye test. And today, as I see it, Alabama would absolutely roll over Texas now that the quarterback situation with Milrow has settled down. Know this, changes are coming with showdown games looming. So the committee needs to come on off vacation and get back to work on Saturday. This mail-in ballot thing simply isn't working. And the big take is brought to you by our Good friends at uh, Daco Systems, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in with us here today. Daco Systems Heating and Heating and Air, 
taking care of Atlanta, keeping them cool or warm one day at a time. Yeah, I saw where uh, Greg McElroy was uh, busy uh, talking about this on his show over there in Alabama. And uh, McElroy basically pointing out that it's just not consistent is what the committee's doing. Nothing about it is consistent at all. McElroy's saying they're using the resume for Ohio State. They're using the eye test for Michigan and Georgia. They're using the resume and the eye test for Florida State. And when you look at this committee, you, know, you can understand why. I mean, they got a businessman sitting on the committee. Got a former sports writer sitting on the committee. They've got about 10 athletic directors on the committee. And I'm not so sure the athletic directors out there really, really know what they're looking at. They probably think they know what they know, but they really don't know what they think they know. Does that make sense? When they're watching and grading these football teams. I mean, they uh, they probably got a good idea what's going on with the financials and the budget, all the different sports. But come on, man. Do they really know who the best football teams are? Ohio State's getting a pass, in my opinion. Their strength of schedule is number 37. Georgia moved from 165 with that win over Missouri. It'll go up even more after this Saturday. They can take care of Ole Miss. Michigan, their strength of schedule was 111. Now they're up to 70. Florida State strength of schedule, number 72. Washington, number 50. Oregon, number 61. Texas, number 7. Alabama's number 2, as I mentioned. They're in the big take. So that's that. Uh, every uh, Tuesday night, we can now look forward to the college football playoff committee rankings dropping out there. I want to talk a little tech football as we get started today. Tech getting ready for Clemson. I mentioned yesterday that if you're wondering who I was hoping would win the Georgia Tech Clemson game, I How believe I, tech? I said I hope they both lose. And I thought about that overnight and into the morning as I sat in traffic coming down 400, the parking lot that is for Georgia 400 coming down today. And I, I wanted to uh, touch on that again. I'd I think I'm actually pulling for Tech in this game. Guess that tells you what I think of Clemson. What? Clemson, really our most heated rival a couple of years ago when I was playing. But uh, most people would assume that uh, it would be Georgia Tech. But Tech's won three of the last four. Clemson coming off a big win over Notre Dame. Each of these teams sit at five and four. A win on Saturday would make them bowl eligible. And Clemson trying to do that for the 19th consecutive year. Georgia Tech trying to get back in a bowl game. And Brent Key said one of their big goals coming into the season was to advance to a bowl game, and that would mean you've won six games on the season. The Jackets hadn't done that in recent memory. Uh, I'll tell you what, this this game featuring two, uh, two offensive coordinators, first-year offensive coordinators and two first-year starting quarterbacks, which I really pay attention to. Garrett Riley getting a ton of publicity coming out of the TCU run last season to the national championship game. You knew he was going to be a hot commodity in the offseason. Clemson swooped in 
and uh, grabbed Garrett Riley and plugged him as as the offensive coordinator. And man, if I was handing out grades right now on Garrett Riley, I'd say this is a D for Garrett Riley. Total disappointment. What's going on with Clemson? And, you know, I'm not totally convinced that it's all Garrett Riley's fault. I think Dabo's had a heavy hand, is my educated guess, on how he was going about game planning and calling plays and how they were going to approach uh, the offensive uh, plan week to week. I don't think this has been one of those deals where they hired Garrett Riley and Dabo says, okay, you do what you want to do on offense. Just go ahead and plan whatever it is you want to do. I, I think Dabo has got a heavy hand in the game planning, and so this isn't totally on Garrett Riley here this year, in my opinion. Last week they rolled over Notre Dame, and I saw where Cade Klubnick, their quarterback, who I would give a, a C-minus so far this season on the performance level he's brought to the table. Not I'm going to give this fault. pick a B-plus. Not all his fault. Obviously, the plan, uh, the, the play calling, Dabo's influence on the offense, all of that plays into the performance level of the quarterback. The fact they don't have any big play receivers again this season has really hurt Clemson. We've talked over the last couple of years about Clemson having some offensive line personnel problems. Well, uh, Klubnick's saying he has never, during his tenure as a quarterback in high school and then the short period he's been at Clemson, he's never seen an offensive line play as well as the Clemson offensive line played last week against Notre Dame. They ran the ball 43 times against Notre Dame. And Will Shipley, their starting running back, um, didn't even play. Now, he's scheduled, looking like he's going to be back for Tech on Saturday. Maffa, the other running back, I mean, that's a really quality combo you got there. And if your offensive line's doing their thing, which they did last week against a top 25 Notre Dame team, you would think that Clemson's going to attack Tech with the running game this week. Uh, the Tech defense got some got some practice stopping the run and did a fairly good job against Virginia last week. They ran it close to 30 times for a little over 100 yards against this Tech defense. So uh, Tech, I'm sure, getting coached up this week on trying to slow down this Clemson running attack. Uh, Haynes King, man, he's been the talk of the ACC. The job he's done at quarterback for the Jackets, man, it's been impressive. And Buster Faulkner, the new offensive coordinator for Tech, has done a uh, great job. I'd give him an A for the job that he's done. I would give Haynes King an A for the job that he's done this year for the Jackets. Haynes King, I, I didn't think he could run the ball the way he's been running it. Man, he's been dynamic with the run game. And Buster Faulkner's done a really good job of implementing the run game into their attack. They're averaging about seven yards a carry when Haynes King carries the football. And then that is combined with a really good mix. Buster Faulkner, great job mixing in a, a number of screen passes, uh, the counters, the RPOs, the jet sweeps. He's creating a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups. Tech ran it like like they own Virginia last week, 44 carries for over 300 yards, 7 yards per carry. 
So this Clemson defense facing a big challenge going up against this Georgia Tech offense. The line, uh, double-digit line here, gosh, I'm expecting this to be a good ball game. Let's hear from Brent Key talking about this Death Valley thing, you know, how the crowd noise takes over when you play at Death Valley for the visiting team. Let's hear from Brent Key talking about that. You know, it gets loud. I think probably the only difference you'll see is we will prepare with uh, crowd noise this week, uh, and not just later in the week. You know, every, every day we'll have uh, crowd noise. Uh, prepare for that uh, to be able to go into the game. You know, they're a good football team, really good football team. Uh, again, you know, I don't look at records. Uh, I look at the film you watch. You know, there's things that I think Dabo is doing now to uh, play to the strengths of his team, and their defense is talk about a standard. I mean, their defense is as good as you know anybody you've seen in the country collectively. Uh, you know, they've got really good players. They've got good players that are older, experienced. They've got good players that are that are younger and, and getting better each week. And offensively, I think they're they're finding a, an identity for themselves right now that's leading to some success for them and led to success last week. Yeah, you win, you're a bowl eligible. Looking forward to seeing this one go down on Saturday. Coming back on the other side, we'll talk about Brock Bowers and when he's expected to be back, and I'll get you ready for this Georgia Ole Miss showdown. You got the Buck Baloo Show, and we are live at Maggiano's and Buckhead. Stick around. More to come here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at AtlantaRamjack.com. on the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. We're live from Maggiano's and Buckhead. Had a big speech coming up at a luncheon for the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors today. And uh, right now i got Harper and Cozy. They've set us up, and now they got some free time, and they're uh, writing my speech. You guys working on the speech for me? All right, yeah, they're working on that, so that should be taken care of there. No problem. Bulldog basketball coach Mike White will be with us for the roundtable, and that is coming up in a little over 10 minutes, so stick around for that. Bulldogs open the season out in Vegas, taking on the Oregon Ducks, and uh, looking forward to getting over to Athens and seeing Coach White and his team play ball here soon. Road Dog had him a big time out in Vegas. I think he was playing a little blackjack, doing the sports book thing. Is that legal for Road Dog to be doing that? Don't be, getting, of, don't be getting anybody in trouble, Buck. All right, come on. <laughs> yeah, I heard he had a great dinner. In fact, two of them. 
That's not so. Ate at the uh, the Crab Shack, I believe. Dowdle picked up the tab, and then he went out to the In Out Burger. I think later in the night, from what I was hearing. That sounds road about dog. right. Yeah. Yeah, Road Dog with a, a big appetite. And I tell you, we got a big appetite for Georgia football, man. I'm looking forward to seeing this game coming up Saturday night. We've got Georgia and Ole Miss going at it. Got Ole Miss checking in in the top ten with the college football playoff committee. Georgia's sitting at number two, so we got a top ten matchup going on in Athens between the hedges on Dooley Field this Saturday. Ole Miss has won five games in a row. Lane Kiffin already bad, poor mouthing. The situation, uh, double-digit don't, underdogs. Don't get all choked up now, Buck. It's Kiffin just words coming from, from Kiffin. No one expects us to win this game. Now, does he mean not even them? Or is it just everybody outside the Ole Miss program? Kiffin, uh, just so glad he's he's in the SEC and keeping it real, having some fun with some of these other coaches in the media. You can count on Kiffin every week for some of that. Last time Ole Miss pulled off a road win over the number one team in the nation, Alabama, back in 2014. Now, uh, yesterday we talked about, or I spoke about uh, yesterday, the Georgia offense taking on the Ole Miss defense and that side of the ball. Broke that down a little bit. So last night, uh, you know, after I got through being the uh, father and, and husband, that that can keep you busy, those two roles. Able to sit down late last night, see some video on the other side of the ball, and took a look at the Ole Miss offense matched up against this Georgia defense. So I wanted to share a little bit of what I saw. and You know, one of the things that makes this Ole Miss offense so difficult to defend is the tempo that they play on offense. And that is a term that has spread all over college football, tempo where you can go fast and then you slow it down. I mean, you can uh, it, you can expire the play clock when you want to, or you can run a play five seconds after the previous play. So the tempo, fast, and then slow it down, and then fast, fast, and then slow it down, can cause the defense some problems. And one of the things Georgia loves to do on defense, and I was checking this out, sitting in the press box watching the Missouri game last Saturday, was... Think about all the substituting that Georgia does on the deep, uh, defensive side of the ball. I mean, they are running guys on the field and off the field between every snap. It's situational football with Coach Schumann and Coach Smart and Coach Muschamp. Uh, if it's first down and 10, they got the run defense out there. Oh, uh, now it's uh, second nine. They're going to have to throw the ball. Let's run two linemen off, and let's run another defensive back out there, and let's get another linebacker that can rush them. I mean, they're constantly substituting on the defensive side. Then you see the official run up there by the, the center and the ball, and he, he stops so the defense can substitute and get their people on the field. It really is sort of chaotic. And Ole Miss is very good at that. Ole Miss has also got a quarterback in Jackson Dart that is one of the top 15 rated quarterbacks in the country today. And he's he's now a veteran quarterback. He's got some playing time under his belt. He does a great job in the passing game. 
He is a guy that can hurt you with his legs. He can move around. He can get outside the pocket, extend plays, and make plays. Really impressed with his passing acumen. Uh, This guy can put touch on the deep ball and the short ball. He can drive it with velocity on the intermediate passes. He can flight the ball into different areas of the field. His ball placement is special. Georgia will be facing one of the top quarterbacks in college football on Saturday, running a system that is hard to slow down. So Ole Miss has got it going on offensively. They've got a lot of weapons surrounding him. Trey Harris, the ex-wide receiver, number nine, transferred in from Louisiana Tech. He's, He's got seven touchdowns. So I'm hoping Kamari Lasseter is going to find himself on him a lot of the time. I mean, their their base set is three wide receivers. So Dayton Wade is also the Z receiver, number 19. He's a transfer from Western Kentucky. He's a player. Got Jordan Watkins in the slot. Where's number 11? He's a senior transfer from Louisville. He's a dangerous guy. So Everett and Humphrey on the other side, the other boundary corners, both those guys have been playing. They're going to have to match up and play well. And then at the same time, this running back, Quinshawn Judkins, is one of the better running backs you're going to see in college football this year. He's averaging almost five yards a carry. He's already punched in 12 touchdowns this season. And then to kick it off their offensive line, to finish it off here, their offensive line is really impressive. Watching them play. And, you know, when you watch and you study offensive lines, you see some that are really good in pass pro, not so much in the running game. You might see another offensive line really good with the run game, not so much in pass protection. This Ole Miss offensive line at this point in time of the season are doing an outstanding job both in pass protection and their run blocking's impressive, especially in the red zone. And that's the reason why you see Judkins with 12 touchdown runs this season. Trey Harris, the CX receiver, can get vertical. They're going to take some shots with him. So I bet Lassiter is, is consumed with that, getting ready for that this weekend. And then this is a horrible time, just a, a terrible time. For Georgia to lose their best defender, the captain of the defense, and Jamon Dumas-Johnson. I mean, you've already lost your best offensive player in Brock Bowers, and now you've lost your best defensive player in Dumas-Johnson, a physical tackler, which I don't think they can replace. They've got some other athletic guys who can step in. Do a good job chasing down plays, but nobody close to being the physical tackler that Dumas Johnson is. That is that is a terrible time to lose him at this point in time in the season. Smile Mondon uh, will step in and uh, I bet call the signals, call the uh, the huddle in the huddle, call the plays for defensively, and and he is just so talented and skilled and and pursuit and chasing down ball carriers, not near the physical tackler that Dumas Johnson was. You got a couple of freshmen that are the next men up uh, behind Dumas Johnson. C.J. Allen, number 33, Raylan Wilson, number five, 
Talk about a drop-off from Dumas Johnson, an experienced veteran. I think he had started like 34 games in a row, and, and now you're facing one of the better offenses in college football, and now you've plugged in two freshmen. It's going to be some drop-off there, and don't you know Ole Miss is going to try to attack that spot. Jalen Walker, you've seen a lot of him coming off the edge for this Georgia defense. He's been repping inside. I think Georgia and Kirby and those guys, Schumann and Mustang, they all look at Walker and say, okay, he's, he's going to be the next great inside linebacker at Georgia looking ahead. And he's a guy that they may have to plug and play this coming weekend. So this is a big challenge for this Georgia defense on Saturday. I can't wait to see it. DT, what'd you say? Yeah, let's get to the injury report. It's now time for the Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report. Improving the health of the community in all we do. All right, want to talk about the Brock Bauer situation. The Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report. Now, you all know he had the high ankle sprain, had the tightrope surgery. Uh, injured in the Vanderbilt game up in Nashville weeks ago, and he was seen on Saturday. Saw him walking out on the field, walking around on the field in street clothes, without a limp, with no ankle boot or brace on. Looked like he was very comfortable walking around on the sideline. Uh, and reports are that Bowers is already running around a little bit at practice during the week. So this is outstanding news for the Georgia Bulldogs. Right now he's looking to continue rehabbing, regaining strength. I would get the educated guess I'm throwing out there is over the next couple of weeks you're going to see him uh, upping the rehab, doing more and more, hearing about him doing more and more at practice. My educated guess right now, uh, not having inside information, but an educated guess is you might see a little Brock Bowers in the Georgia Tech game, knock some of the rust off, and then back for the SEC title game, which is looking more and more like it will be Georgia and Alabama. Let's go to the Hobson and, uh, well, let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. Proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Coach Mike White, George basketball coach. Opened the season a couple of days ago out in Vegas against Oregon. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, Buck. Hey, so tell us, uh, I know you've been working hard at practice getting this team ready to go. What would you learn about the team on the floor in the game conditions out in Vegas against Oregon? Uh, we've got some things we've got to iron out. Um, you know, when you add nine new guys uh, to a roster, of course, there's going to be a learning curve uh, of understanding each other and also what it takes to win at this level collectively. Didn't do a great job of sharing it, playing selflessly, offensively. The ball didn't move quite as well as it had in our 
uh, in our, our couple uh, preseason scrimmages and, and all of our practices. I loved our defensive effort. I loved our fight to the end. Made it interesting down the stretch. Uh, and also, um, rebounding is going to be a factor for this team. Definitely a better rebounding team than a year ago, but to compete at the highest level against the prolific rebounding team with great size like Oregon, we struggled in that area as well. Coach, we hear a lot about in football how teams get better from uh, the first game to the second game. You're going to see the most improvement. Uh, and how does it play out in basketball? How long does it take for uh, your team with your excellent coaching to put it all together? Well, we hope we can make a big jump. Um, and I'm on the road here, Buck, and I, I lost the signal there for a second. I apologize. But uh, I, I know you said from first game to the second game. So right. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming, you know, what you commented on or asked about. And, um, Friday night, great opportunity here uh, to uh, to play in front of uh, our home fans, in front of Dog Nation and the Steg, as, as I'm sure Athens will be just buzzing uh, for Saturday's football game. So we expect a great crowd, expect our guys to take a big step, learn through film today and, and a couple uh, preparation practices I hope we can make the most out of. Yeah, I got Wake Forest in town on Friday. Tickets still available. You can go to georgiadogs.com or call 706-542-1231. And, Coach, we're already talking to my boys about getting over to Athens and cheering you guys on sometime soon. How's Stegman looking? Uh, uh, looking good right now, Stegman Coliseum? Yeah, it looks great. It really does. Um, some improvements uh, down below in, in, in the bowels with some carpeting and some and some paint. And, and then uh, in the arena itself, you know, same thing, some cosmetic improvements. Uh, I'll let you see for yourself, Buck. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's uh, Obviously, it's one of the older arenas, but I think our people, our administration, have done a wonderful job of, of making it, again, um, cosmetically uh, appealing and uh, as much so as it can be. And you know, at the end of the day, I, I know this, it, it'll be loud as heck Friday night, and uh, I know Dog Nation will cheer us on. I appreciate you coming or even considering coming and any other Dog fans that are doing so because uh, Wake's a good team, and we went there last year um, and, and took one on the chin in, a, in an environment that was, that was off the charts. So we hope we can reciprocate that favor uh, to those guys. Coach, you got a lot of veterans, guys that have played a lot of college basketball, and just uh, looking at the two freshmen that came in and and uh, played for you, Silas and uh, Blue. Uh, Blue came in, gave you twelve points in twenty minutes. Uh, so you got some veterans and some uh, young guys that you're mixing in here too. Yeah, good mix. You know, we're in the portal area uh, era, excuse me, and and we've all we've got to adapt, and every team in our league's doing the best they can to try to complement their roster with these older guys but you know in order to build this thing the way we want to build it with some continuity um you know we've got to sign the highest level high school guys that we can and guys that really fit what we're trying to do and i love our four freshmen but you know people talk about our portal guys and and they're going to have immediate impact for sure throughout the year and, and we love those guys but our four freshmen have a chance to be really good um both of those guys silas and blue um are impacting immediately and, and, and given great opportunity. They've earned it in practice, but um, Mari Jordan is going to be a very good player as well. And, and Dylan James was coming off a little bit of a bug. Um, and he's a guy that, that typically moving forward, I think will earn more minutes than here in the other night. 
Coach, I'm sure uh, these basketball players in this part of the country uh, realize the great job uh, you and your staff did a year ago last season, improving by 10 wins, got some momentum coming off the last season into the recruiting scene, and you guys are making some uh, noise out there on the recruiting scene right now. How's that going? It's going really well. You know, we love the class that we brought in. Somebody ranked us the number two recruiting class in the SEC last year in terms of the guys that are on our current roster. Um, and, again, four of those guys are young, and they'll continue to get better. And we've got to we've got to find a way to, for these portal guys to, um, you know, to connect pretty quickly uh, in order to, to see the fruits of our labor. But, you know, we, we like the guys we brought in individually. It's a team sport, of course. And, and then moving forward with the high school classes uh, this year and the following years, We've got a lot to sell here. We've got momentum, Buck. We're going to continue to sign high-level players that want to wear the G and, and see the G be successful. All right, looking forward to uh, getting over there and seeing you guys. We've got Tech coming in, what, December the 5th, uh, which is always a game that gets uh, the attention of people here in, in Metro Atlanta over to Athens. Uh, Coach, keep up the great work. We appreciate you checking in in the car today. Thanks so much. Thank you, Buck. Coach Mike White getting it done over there. The Georgia basketball program looking better and better by the day. That was the a year ago they went from six wins to 16 wins, and that was the second largest increase in the regular season wins by any Power 5 program. Uh, just uh, doing a great job, Coach White, out there. Uh, Recruiting like nobody's business. All right, coming back on the other side, the Falcons. I'm concerned about what's going on with the Falcon star players. I'm going to dive into that next. Again, we are live at Maggiano's and Buckhead, taking you to 11 as the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air. Deep center field and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. I like the way you move. Fan 680 and 93.7. Keeping it real. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Score $50 off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. And uh, stay tuned, man. Later today, we, we got Chuck and Chernoff, Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, that is... Uh, so I read this. Where? Uh, what? Uh, okay, that's coming up tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Harper, get me straight on that. So, Chuck and Chernoff tomorrow. Be going to uh, hang out at Buffalo Wild Wing in Gainesville, Dawsonville Highway. 
for the Atlanta football feast, the fan promo team, Hoppa, and the boys going to be hanging out until 8 p.m., walking you right up to kickoff with great prize giveaways, courtesy of More Than Sports. There isn't a better place to be on Thursdays this football season than at Buffalo Wild Wings Sports Bar. Stop in tomorrow and check out Chuck and Chernoff. Man. And they will be glad to see you. Bunch of prize stuff they can give away. All right, let's talk some Falcons. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, we got Falcons and Cardinals coming up on Sunday, a late 4 o'clock kickoff. They're going to play this one in Phoenix. So the Atlanta Falcons and the Phoenix Cardinals going at. Cardinals are terrible. And they're getting their uh, QB1 back. Kyler Murray is going to be back. He had an ACL tear last season and now just getting cleared to come back and get plugged back in there. They had this dude, Tune, a rookie, get sacked seven times last week. Talk about terrible. They'll be uh, thrilled to get Kyler Murray back in there. Pivotal game for the Atlanta Falcons as they head into a bye week. Right now, under 500, playing a lousy team on the road. Falcons need to win this game. Arthur Smith needs to win this game. And that Where's Nernie? Looking to bounce back here, too, in my estimation. Put the blame on that loss against the Vikings, all on that defense. Given a lead in the second half, uh, eight-point lead. Four-point lead. They gave it up both times. Now, were they perfect on offense? Well, heck no. But I put that more on the defense. So hopefully Nielsen and the boys are going to be ready to contain Kyler Murray. Maybe have a spy on Kyler Murray. There's a big issue, and uh, this reflects totally on Art, who I believe is on the hot seat. Some people believe he's on the hot seat. Some people don't believe he's on the hot seat. We've got some people here in town bragging about them having their hand on the Falcons like nobody's business. I won't name any names, but he's saying he's keeping it real, too. But I'd say there's a big issue. Uh, We're not winning enough, and you got these three number one picks, uh, Bajan Robinson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts, who are not getting in the end zone enough. You add all three of those guys up, you total up this season the number of times our three number one draft picks have gotten in the end zone, and the number's four. Bajan Robinson, one touchdown in nine games. Drake London, two touchdowns in eight games. Kyle Pitts, one touchdown in nine games. Horrendous. And I just wonder how in the world Art explains this when they sit down and have these meetings during the week. How he explains that to uh, Terry Fontenot, the general manager. And when Mr. Blank shows up and he's wanting an explanation, I would love to hear what Arthur Smith is telling Mr. Blank. They can't be pleased. They're not getting a return on the investment. I mean, you got Bijan. He got a $13 million signing bonus and $21 million guaranteed. Same thing for Drake London.
Kyle Pitts, $21 million signing bonus, $32 million guaranteed. So you total that up, $47 million in signing bonuses over the last three years, $74 million guaranteed money going to these three, and they've scored a combined four touchdowns this season. Turner, I, I can that, say that, right? I give that an F is what I flagged that, mister. Art, you get a flat-out F for that. Who cares? Unbelievable. You better care because one one day very soon, if this continues, they're going to show your butt the door. Talk about keeping it real. Now, the other guy's saying that Art's not on the hot seat. How could he not be on the hot seat? It's oh, year three. Daddy. It's year three of a three-year plan. And right now, with the easiest record in the National Football League, they've got a losing record. And it's just gotten ugly. And, again, I would love to hear what his explanation is for getting the ball to these other people when they get in the red zone and not getting the ball to these three number one draft picks. I would love to hear that. Hey, you think you got what it takes? You hear some of these podcasts that 680 The Fan is producing, and you're thinking, hey, man, I can do better than that. Well, here's your chance. We're looking for fresh voices to take over the podcast space at 680 The Fan, seeking young, eager, unique duos and trios to join our podcast talent. I got my two sons thinking about jumping in here. Top three podcast idea submissions will interview live on Chuck and Chernoff. They're not going to be too tough on you. And then one podcaster's dream will come true. You're going to record and edit and post your podcast from our 680 podcast studio weekly for 20 episodes. Now, to submit your podcast ideas and demos, take your shot at becoming the newest sports podcast at 680 The Fan. Apply today at 680thefan.com slash nextbigfan. You hear about my time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Yeah, you hear about my podcast. I can barely get studio time. But um, you hear about mine a lot during the Nick and Chris show that follows mine up. And I, Cellini looks at me. If Lear keeps this up with these drops of me saying, don't forget about my podcast, I think Cellini's going to take a swing at me. So, Lear, that's going to be all your fault, brother. I'm going to be blaming that on you if you see us scuffling outside. I had nothing to do with that. I can barely get studio time. Final word, want to give you the heads up tomorrow on the Buck Baloo Show. we got Kirby Smart. Uh, Kirby Smart will join me. Coach Kirby Smart on Thursday's edition of the Buck Baloo Show. Heads up on that one. We'll give you an Ole Miss preview. I can't wait to hear him talk about Lane Kiffin and their days together as coordinators on Nick Saban's staff. So I want to give you the heads up on that. All right, that's going to do it for my show. Nick and Chris are ready to go next. It's time for me to deliver that. You boys got the speech ready for me today? All right. Harper and Cozy say the speech is ready. We'll do it again tomorrow on this show. I'll tell you about how it went. It's going to do it for me. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Thank you, bud. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. 
It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com. 